of sleep last weekend, by the way. I'm surprised with all your travels, and I'm glad you got such a great game out in Kentucky. Oh, I did. I'm, uh, I'm already planning leg two, which is next weekend. Um, I'm going to have to fly into Detroit, and I'm trying to I'm trying to finagle my way into Patriots-Lions on Sunday night, too, because they just happen to be in town the same weekend. I mean, to me... That would be a crime if you don't go. Yeah, it, it would yeah. Be. Oh, absolutely. I, I totally agree. And then a I missed was, opportunity. And then I was looking at the schedule, too. The University of Maine basketball team, the men's basketball team, November 10th goes out and takes on San Francisco. <laughs> the 49ers oh, are home well, that weekend. Well, I, just, well, I don't know how these things just happen <laughs> to happen, but I guess people want me to go around, so I guess I'm, I'm going to have to do that. Well, you know, when you're living the high life like you, you gotta. People <laughs> huh? want, want you there. You know? yeah. Remember us when you're big time, okay? <laughs> Would you remember? Yes, yeah, good it's, point. It's so ridiculous, Michael. I've been doing radio for for over a decade. I know you've been writing now for since almost you know, almost two, but yeah, for almost two. Counting. But yeah. you and I, you and I appear on on TV. You appear on TV a couple of times, and then all of a sudden, it's like I can't get through a I can't get through dinner at Heidi's anymore. Manny, oh, how you doing, yeah. buddy? How's it going on? Like what in the that hell? Anonymity's long gone, right? It's you gone. Wearing the dark sunglasses, <laughs> using alias when you travel. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you would give me some sort of advice on that. It had been a long time since I since yeah, I've been I, on I TV. Yeah, I can give you some aliases, but not over the air. Yeah, I totally, oh, yeah, I totally get work. that. Yeah, Johnny Montana doesn't really doesn't really work Has right now. No. Yeah, it doesn't really do it. What, uh, so, Bonnie Eagle Portland this weekend looks like yes. it's going to be a hell of a matchup. We, I think this is going to tell us a lot about both teams, really. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, certainly from the Portland perspective, I, I think, you know, everyone kind of views them as the favorite in A-North, although I know Oxford Hill certainly has a claim. Uh, but I think, you know, looking big picture, can anyone from the North conceivably match up with one of the traditional powers in the state game and give them a competitive game? I think that's what we're going to discover, at least start to learn this week. If Portland can go to Bonnie Eagle and win, or even play well and compete, I think that's going to bode very well from them down the road, you know, several weeks. We're still a long way off from November 17th, but, you know, it's never too early to start thinking about that. But Portland's out to a great start. Uh, big win over Wyndham to start. And then last week, yeah, I thought they'd really get pushed by Cheris, and they did for the better part of a half. Cheris just really shot themselves in the foot, five turnovers. Uh, three interceptions for Jamal Mariba of the Bulldogs, and they just pulled away and won. So, you know, they really, they're looking like the teams from 2015 and 2016 that had the great rushing attack, uh, that stout defense, very opportunistic, and, uh, you know, was able to run over most opponents after a little bit of a down year last year, and they still went to the regional final last year. But after that, you know, here they are back at one of the powerhouses again. And it's funny, I mean, this is, I can't remember the last time Bonnie Eagle was kind of lurking in the weeds like this, and no one was really talking about them much. You know, most of the attention down here is on Scarborough, the defending champs, Thornton Academy, I think. Uh, they're viewed by many people as the team to beat. And I think people think Bonnie Eagle's still good, but maybe not at that level of those top two teams. I'm sure the feeling in Standish is a little different. I'm sure they feel like they're every bit Scarborough and TA's equal. I know they're looking forward to proving that later in the season, but for now, uh, you know, this will be a good litmus test for them. And, uh, you know, Portland, that they can do some things. It's not just a, you know, straight, you know, three yards, cloud of dust rushing attack anymore. They can throw the ball. You know, they get the ball outside. They have a couple different guys that can carry it. Uh, Sam Nope can run and throw at quarterback. And, you know, like I said, that defense is going to be tough. So I think it's going to be a really good game. Uh, I expect this will be a close game. And, you know, if Portland does perform well, it's certainly going to bode well for them as we look ahead. 
talking with Michael Hoffer from the Forecaster and the Forecaster.net. The uh, the other game that I'm looking at this weekend, it's not it's not so much in your area, but you know, just in case you need to drop this knowledge, because this is not my week to be on TV. Um, <laughs> it, I'm only on I'm on even numbered weeks, oh, um, okay. which is good. I'm gonna have to I'm now gonna have to get different colored polos that fit, because I was I was going through the polos the other night, and I'm like, nope, fat polo, fat polo. That, that's polo. a good problem to have, though. It yeah. really is. It's it's nice. It's like, are you? I don't, I don't have that problem. Yeah. I will at some point. It, I hope it, so. it, it truly reminded me of like when I'd wear my dad's clothes out Halloween trick or treating because I was quote <laughs> dressed as a hobo. You know what I mean? That's really. <laughs> yeah. It's really what it reminded me of. Um, but Oxford Hills at Sanford this weekend. You know, even though Sanford, you know, isn't isn't up there in that Bonnie Eagle echelon. I right. think for us to make sure and know that Oxford Hills is on or near that Portland right. level, they right. have to win this road game and win it convincingly this weekend. Because this, in in the six years that I've been covering Oxford Hills, this is a game they will typically lose by like a touchdown, and you'll be like, "How the hell did you lose that game?" and and to a man, everybody will be like, "I don't know, I just won the game," you know, like it's just because we we see that happen with teams all the time. So that, to me, is going to be a, a big one to be scoreboard watching. Of course, I, I plan on being down there tomorrow night, but um, just to be scoreboard watching for that and around because if they do win that, I don't see a lot of other trip-ups between oh. now and then for them, and that Week 7 matchup between Portland right. and Oxford Hills could, could possibly decide where the regional final gets played on November 10th. Right, great point. And, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm hoping that they don't stumble, and, you know, that would be a great matchup looking ahead, even though I probably wouldn't get to that game. That would be following you closely at that point. But, you know, coming into the season, there was a lot of buzz around Stanford, right? And uh, this was an opportunity for them. You know, they weren't able to get the job done in their first home game against Scarborough, uh, but now uh, now they get another crack at, at Oxford Hills. And, you know, it certainly looks like it's shaping up that Oxford Hills is probably the second-best team. I, I know Shevers still feels like they can make a run. Uh, they certainly had their moments against Portland the other night, but they have some things they need to clean up before they can get to that point. So uh, yeah, I'll definitely be keeping an eye on that game. I was that—that that was my next question for you because I, I did read, I read your article, and it was—it seemed like it, the 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 game was a lot closer than the score indicated. But it seemed like every time there was a mistake to be made, just like the Chev- it, it was kind of weird. The Chevrolet teams of old would would capitalize on the mistake oh, yeah. that a Portland or a Deering made, and now when Chevrolet makes a mistake, other teams are pouncing on it. It's really kind of—it's like bizarro world, Chevrolet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's kind of funny because Peter Gwillen was on the sidelines, the former standout quarterback for Chevrolet, who went on to be part of that Ohio State program that won a national title. He wasn't actually, you know, on the field, but he was part of that team. You know, he was back and on the sidelines for the game the other night, and, uh, you know, it, it was it was a different Chevrolet team from the you know, 2010-2011 championship squad. But, you know, they went down 21 nothing early, and, and I was impressed that they fought back. You know, they got up to 21-7, and then twice they drove deep into Portland territory, really felt like the game had the potential to turn in their favor, uh, but first they fumbled and then they threw an interception that was returned a long way, which set up a touchdown. And then right before halftime, you know, spe- you know talk about special teams playing such a huge role. Uh, you know, for starters, one of Portland's early touchdowns came on a punt return. But right before halftime, uh, Portland punted and pinned the stags inside their one, and sure enough, on the next play, the quarterback couldn't get out of the end zone. So, you know, just like that, it's a 30-7 to game when it could have been 21-14 at one point, and that was pretty much it at that point. But I think if they play again, Chevrolet has the confidence, like, all right, if we don't turn the ball over, play better on special teams, we'll be right there with them. You know, easier said than done, but, you know, at least they can say that. Talking with Michael Hoffer from The Forecaster and theforecaster.net.
Uh, what have you seen for soccer and field hockey action so far? And also volleyball. How, how are you sneaking volleyball in there? I know that's what? a thing now, too. Volleyball you know, is a fun sport, and I imagine it will eventually make its way up to your neck of the woods, but it's a lot of fun, a lot of energy in the gym. I'm actually doing my first volleyball match tonight. Uh, Scarborough, the defending A-champ, going up against Falmouth, who will probably be right in the mix for the championship this year, so I'm looking forward to that. I had a great field hockey game last night. Uh, Biddeford is probably the favorite in Class A South. I got to see why. They're very skilled, very fast. They played Sheriff over at 50. Uh, it was a game that was supposed to be played Tuesday, but it rained over at Chevrolet, and they can't play on their field, so they moved it over to 50 under the lights last night. And just a great game, playoff atmosphere back and forth. Biddeford won it late, uh, so that's probably the best uh, field hockey game I've covered so far. And, uh, you know, done a fair amount of soccer too, and you know the theme continues to be parity and maybe some surprise results. Even Yarmouth had their long, long unbeaten streak of uh, you know dated back to 2016. 33 games that was finally snapped the other night by Freeport and uh, Freeport very much legit they might be the team that's going to push arm with the most this year I've got uh, Portland Severus boys today they're two of the very of the many very good teams in A South even though it looks like Gorham might have a little bit of a leg up on everyone right now uh, they've already won at Portland and at Scarborough and uh, they're they're looking very very good so you know keep an eye on the Rams and then uh, on the girls side you know very similar story a lot of good teams Warm with a close win at Chevrolet the other day. Uh, you know, Scarborough keeps rolling, and uh, I know there's a lot more to come. That's just the fun thing about having this many good teams. It seems like almost every day you're getting a good matchup that's, that's going the full 80 minutes down to the wire or even, uh, in some cases, into overtime. So expect more of the same in those sports. Talking with Michael Hoffer from The Forecaster and TheForecaster.net. Talk about a few different things today. Um how much how much farther ahead do you think Kettapunk is than everybody else in Class B South right now? Like, what? And that's, that's that's some sort of machine down there. But I look at, like, I thought Falmouth was going to be near the top there for a while. I thought Greeley was kind of building towards stuff. But Kettapunk has just seemed to lap everybody. Like, it's just it, it's just come down to coaching? Or what, what do you think? Uh, what sport are we talking about? Football. Oh, well, you know, you got Marshwood for, for first and yep. foremost. Uh, I, I, I think it's still Marshwood and Kennebunk, yeah, uh, definitely. And, and, and uh, you know, this might be Kennebunk's year. They've been knocking on that door so loudly here. Um, you know, this, this might be their year, but Marshwood doesn't show any signs of cooling down. Uh, Marshwood's at Greeley tomorrow, and Greeley's coming off a big win. And, you know, I just continue to marvel at what Greeley does year after year. I think they've got 22 kids this year. They lost to Noble in the first game, and I think, the, you know, the consensus was, all right, you know, attrition is going to finally catch up to this program, and they're going to go two and six this year. But you know, they, they took apart Mount Blue last week, and I don't know that they can beat Marshwood, but I wouldn't, I would never bet against them. Let me put it that way. They always seem to rise to the occasion, and and Falmouth, even you know, without Jack Bryant, they barely lost to Brunswick in week one. Uh, they, they turned around and, and got a nice win over Brewer last week. Now they play Gorham, who's another intriguing team that looks like that. You know, finally after. A lot of struggles. It looks like that program starting to arise again. And you know, we remember when Gorham was very good and uh, battling for regional and state titles. So it'd be good to see them back in the mix. So uh, I, I still think Falmouth is a very dangerous team. But you know, for now, it's Marshwood, Kennebunk. Take your pick in what order. Uh, but they're certainly on a collision course, I think, in B South. Yarmouth football's <laughs> kind of struggled to start the year a little yep. bit. Just just kind of a downswing for the program at this point. 
Yeah, and again, numbers are a big issue. Injuries are an issue. I think, you know, they had a great opportunity in week one. They're up 19-7 at Oak Hill. I think if they won that game, it would have really propelled them out to a great start this year. But they let it slip away. And, of course, they, you know, they had no chance against Lovett last week. They play a John Baps team. This team, they've got to travel way north on uh, tomorrow night. And, you know, it's a game that's very winnable. I think if they can win that and get some confidence, maybe they'll get going. But, yeah, I mean, ever since they got to the state game a couple of years ago, it's really been a struggle. And, you know, a lot of it really is just due to numbers and, and some of the top kids they thought were going to play haven't been able to because of injury. So when you have that small of a roster, it really, really hinders you. Talking with Michael Hoffer from The Forecaster and theforecaster.net. You look. You look like you almost had a question. Did you? No, did you almost I'm, have I'm enjoying this. This yeah. has been great. All right, good. All right. Well, uh, Michael, I'm out. Where are you at tomorrow night? I'll be at Levitt Cape, which is, I think is a very intriguing game. Yeah. Uh, you know, Cape coming off a, a big one-sided loss down at Wells. Probably not a big surprise that they lost to Wells, but losing forty to fourteen. And uh, one of those touchdowns, one of the Cape touchdowns, was on defense. So they really did nothing against Wells, and they need to bounce back quick. We know how good Levitt is. And I think if Cape starts one and two, and you look at how well Levitt and Gardner and teams like that are playing, yeah, they're going to have an uphill climb. But I think if Cape can return to form tomorrow night, make a statement at home, then they probably jump right back into that favorite role and see South because you know they don't have to worry about Wells in the playoffs. Wells is in B now, and Wells will probably be in B, you know, for all intents and purposes. We even touched on that on the show the other night how uh, formidable they are. But I, as far as Cape Elizabeth is concerned. Uh, they just need to, you know, if they can bounce back this week, then that's just a, that's a, a distant memory, that Wells game. And then it's business as usual, but it won't be easy. So I think that's going to be a fun matchup, and I'm looking forward to that one. No, I agree with you. I mean, Levitt has scored, uh, outscored opponents 74-8, to eight, you know, over the last two weeks. And, and the opening week win was the one that, that I, I, I think allowed you to say, oh, wow, Levitt looks like they're back on track beating MCI. I mean, right, MCI's yeah, crushing them, yeah. Good Pretty good team. And they're healthy. And they're healthy. So yep. and and they've got a good young quarterback who who knows the system a little bit in Wyatt Hathaway. It's almost like he grew up with it or something. Yeah, I, I would guess that you know by osmosis almost. <laughs> Pretty much. Probably. Like when some kids like have the little have the have the night thing, you know, and and it and it, it does all these all these sweet uh, these sweet things like, you know, Twinkle, twinkle, little star, and stuff like yeah. that. He was like X, Y, slant, stick, spider, Y, banana, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, spider, Y, banana. Yeah, oh yeah, that was totally one hundred and ten percent. Michael Hopper from the Forecaster. You can follow him on Twitter at Four Sports, F O R E Sports. You didn't get his Patriots pick. Oh yeah, I got to get your Patriots pick. Yeah, because it won so well last week. You did. Um, I'm hoping you pick against them again this week, actually. I, I, you know, I might as well because it worked, and I, and I do think it'll be a t- I was very encouraged by how well they played in this week one for the most part, especially on defense. I thought they had, you know, the offense uh, made them the best use of what they had. Unfortunately, Hill's hurt now, but they'll figure out a way. Uh, you know, Jacksonville's going to be tough, and this is Jacksonville's Super Bowl, but, you know, you got to know they're going to be fired up for this game after the way they lost the AFC Championship game. I think it's going to be a low-scoring battle to the finish. I'll say Jacksonville 2017 and hopefully have the same result with my pick as last week. Michael Hoffer from The Forecaster here on the Beelis Daily from the Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios across the NBR Radio Network. Michael, we'll talk to you next week, my friend. Thank you. All right, good to Take talk to you guys. Have a good one. Thanks, you too. <coughs> that is Michael Hoffer from The Forecaster Boy. here on the Beelis Daily from the Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios across the NBR Radio Network.